0: And Boston. Wow. More info on our website, slash live.
2: A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So, for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at uh1.com.
0: Dungeons and Days is brought to you this week
3: by Pretty Litter. It's springtime. Baby. Get your dick up. Oh, sorry. That's okay. what? sorry. Nope, not this. <laughs> no. Sorry. Sorry. we got so many ads. Pretty, right. litter,
4: is- Pretty litter is delivered in discreet
3: <laughs>
0: packaging. Discreet <laughs> packaging, and it smells nice. Rather, it smells like nothing because it traps odor with its powerful crystal matrix. It's ultra-absorbent, lightweight, low-dust, one-six-pound bag, works right up for the month. It's a kitty litter. And this crystal matrix allows for changes in color in case your cat has potential illnesses. in Take the red pill. No one can be told what the crystal yes. matrix is. You yeah. have to piss on it to find out. <laughs> like urinary tract infections, kidney issues, basically anything that goes through the pee hole, it can detect it. See that cat dressed in
3: red?
5: <laughs> <laughs> that's fine. Uh, Pretty Litter also ships free- You think that's piss you're breathing? <laughs>
0: <laughs> Pretty Litter ships free right to my door. Don't have that big, huge kitty litter bags all over the place. My cat's those. just been taking a dump
4: in the desert of the real.
1: <laughs> I don't want. To
0: <laughs> Sorry, too many good Matrix things.
1: One time, my cat um, peed and it was like telling the litter box, like dodge this.
0: I hate this litter box. Oh, one time it's my- the smell. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
6: <laughs> 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 yes. <laughs> I
3: just like that movie
0: <laughs> <laughs> Pretty Litter yep. is amazing You have to try it. it Gives me peace of mind For my cat's yeah. health Especially when it comes To piss related health issues And it's also A great kitty litter too Go to prettylitter.com Slash daddies yeah. That's prettylitter.com Slash daddies To save 20% On your first order And get a free cat toy Prettylitter.com
3: daddies. Yeah it's that me? Bad. Yeah. Oh, yeah Last time I got Pretty Litter in the mail From them I
5: got A little cat toy
3: Terms and conditions Apply site for details
5: Dungeons and Daddies is a rowdy, horny, violent podcast for grown-ups. Content warnings can be found in the episode description.
6: Ah
0: yeah. Wow, this is what it's like to be separated from your body. To be fair, I feel like I have experienced this before, but wait. In this liminal space, whatever I manifest in my mind becomes real. Oh, oh, I know, I know. Check it out. Check it out. <laughs> <laughs> Dad
6: wants me to die, dung ge bang 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 bang
0: Dungeons and Daddies, not a BDSM podcast. This is a D&D podcast and sometimes a courtroom drama podcast about four dads from our world flung to the Forgotten Realms in the quest to rescue their lost sons. My name is Freddie Wong. I play Glenn Close, your rock star in chains, being held down by a system designed to... Nah, he's the bard of the group, and let's hope those charisma roles help him out here. He's Glenn's the man back.
4: in the trial box. Allison Chain's reference and it, like Man in the Box. Never mind. Well, let's move Damn. on. Let's keep doing the podcast, guys. It's <laughs> gonna be a good one,
3: I can tell. You're the best person to be in court. You're in, you should represent yourself. You have a higher persuasion role than pretty much any lawyer. This yeah, you name
0: any lawyer with a higher persuasion role than me. Glenn's dad fact, since we're in a courtroom state of mind, Glenn's dad fact is he has conflated the movies Scent of a Woman and A Few Good Men in oh, his mind. My goodness. <laughs> so in his head, he's like, Yeah, Jack Nicholson goes up and goes, hoo
1: Justice Hoo-wah! is blind.
0: You yeah, can't handle the true eye. That's how
5: it goes, right? <laughs> <laughs> That's what happens when you watch way too many TBS movies while stoned. The Superstation, It'll get you every time. It's either Scent of a Few Good Men or <laughs> A Few Good Woman. <laughs> a Few Good Woman.
3: Scent of a Few Men. That's, nice. That's the name of this show.
6: <laughs> oh,
3: no. <laughs> Sorry, Beth. All right. Hi, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, everybody. My name is Matthew Arnold. I play Daryl Wilson, a stay-at-home coach dad who turns into a barbarian when he enters the Forgotten Realms. This is the fourth act of the journey through Daryl's senses and, like, if you know anything about Shakespeare's five acts, is the shortest. Man. Yeah, this is the shortest. I'll just keep it nice and quick. His favorite taste is the taste of his uh, sister's God. beer. Um, <laughs> That sentence was a roller coaster. No, it's only a roller coaster if you're a bunch of if pervs. If you're a dirty, there's, dirty boy. There's literally no way that would be One, dirty, I'm unless. One, I'm not
1: a perv, and then two, I uh, I thought your that-
3: picture for your costume had a "Not Safe for Work" tag on it. That's how much of a perv you are.
2: It had a "Not Safe for Work" tag on Twitter.
5: It did for me. It did. <laughs> your Halloween costume was so many levels of tragic.
1: Okay, let's get away from my Halloween I didn't notice Halloween there was costume. shit on your face until I stared shit, at her initially. She's
5: not on trial today for the
4: choices she made. It
1: wasn't shit. It was blood. Will, let's go over to you. Thanks,
3: Beth. Oh, I have to say my least favorite. Uh, what's your least favorite? Defeat. The Taste of Defeat.
4: <laughs> the, taste the Taste of, of Or The Taste of Defeat, like The Duffy. Taste of Your
3: feet. Oh. Taste of Defeat is the joke one. I was going to say, this is too dark, I was going to say it's also The Taste of his sister's, sister's beer. So he loves it, but then it reminds him how shit he is. Because that is The Taste of Defeat. It's a complex uh, brew when he takes yeah. a taste of it. <laughs> <laughs> a complex brew of emotions. A heady, All
4: right. potent brew. Hello, I'm Will Campos. <laughs> I play Henry Oak, the fictional character on the podcast Dungeons & Daddies. He's a Birkenstock rockin', crunchy munchy hippie, nature druid granola dad and my fact about henry this week is this is not his first time in a courtroom y'all he was involved in an incredibly protracted legal dispute with his neighbor over the incredibly graphic mural that mercedes o garcia painted on their sidewall of their house of mother earth giving birth to the world So, a lot of blood. It was vivid and realistic as that could be. <laughs> please don't draw that, <laughs> fan awful. art people. Please don't
3: draw that. No, please do.
4: They went to court. And Ooh. ironically, you know, they had the neighbor dead to rights on zoning and free speech laws, but like they wanted to do like this big theatrical thing where like they called Mercedes O'Garcia as a witness as Mother Earth and she pretended to be a Mother Earth. And the whole thing Ugh. was so annoying that Ugh. they got Ugh. held in contempt. <laughs> so the settlement was that they had to put like a tasteful private privacy tree up in front of the mother earth thing but the neighbor knows it's there i always thought mercedes
3: was the more practical one i but thought now she was you've cool given her until a different, different angle to her this
4: is the secret dad fact is that i think everyone's been like well i guess henry's probably zany and mercedes is like super cool like guys mercedes is weird enough that she married henry that's, that's all you true. need to know about mercedes okay, but i mean
1: like i feel like there are a lot of specifically like visual artists who come off as like super normal like practical people but then they're like did you know that I drew the inside of your eyelids last night? And so it's like, (laughs) like there's a give and take there. There's
3: a lot of chaotic energy on both sides of that couple. That was my go-to move on a second date. I guess it doesn't work.
1: Hello, I'm Beth May, and I play Ron Stampler, emotionally detached stepfather in Rogue. Fun fact about Ron this week, also... Legally involved. Um, <laughs>
6: <laughs> Sequel to "Legally Blonde." <laughs>
1: <laughs> Rob probably has a warrant out for his arrest for parking tickets because he thinks that um, he thinks that if you get a parking ticket, it's like permission to park there. <laughs> it's like an admit one. Like, oh great, I got my ticket to park here, and they did it for me and everything. Oh, wow.
5: They already took fifty dollars out of my bank account. That's nice. They just yeah. went by and went like, "Good job." No. I'm Anthony Birch. I'm your dad. Hi, hey, dad. My fact today is not going to be a big fact about me. It's going to be me introducing the guest on today's episode. Boo, we want to hear about you. Tough titty. <laughs> my dad fact is I know this person. What is your... now, ah, fuck it. I'm going to make it up. She is the video queen at Polygon. She is an internet witch. She's an academic <laughs> She is spooky. She does streams of things. (laughs) She's okay. Her name is Jenna Steber. Say hi, Jenna. Hi, Jenna.
2: Hi, Hi, everybody. My dad fact for this episode is that uh, last year I went to a therapist briefly who was too rich and too old to understand what my job was. And she recommended that I quit and get a law degree instead. So, this is for you, Barbara. If you're out there, you don't know what podcasts are, I think, probably. I can't believe you
1: got therapy from my mom.
5: Before anything happens narratively, another raven comes in holding another package. And when one of you opens it, you see a whisk inside. And this was another item. Which one of us opened it? It's up to you. Oh, do we get to decide stuff on this
1: podcast, Anthony? (laughs)
5: Okay, Ron, you open it.
1: I open it, and it's a whisk.
5: It is a whisk. (laughs) So this was another Patreon elite session that we did. They call themselves the Piss Bandits and they came up with this item. So this item is called the Wind Whisker. When you twirl it, it creates a mini tornado that whisks away any creature in a five foot cube to a spot of your choosing within 50 feet. And this can only be used once per day and you have to roll to see if it breaks or not. So that's another item that you now have. Daryl throws it out of the courtroom and closes the door. Perfect. (laughs) Thank you, Piss Soldiers. Yeah, thanks Piss Bandits for giving us something that Daryl immediately destroyed. No, I don't do it. Okay. To briefly summarize what happened, last episode. You chased a down death to the Meth Bay Courthouse. There was a big long line of people coming out of the Meth Bay Courthouse. The entire town of Meth Bay seemed like it was initially like a cool Tortuga, Moss Isley kind of place, but since has had somebody crack down and there are a lot of like knights running around putting people in change, it's kind of a bummer. Uh, everybody seems like they're a cop. And inside you managed to Track down Glenn's soul as it went into the Battle Acts of Hatred, which is now missing a demon where there used to be a demon. Mm. You destroy the Battle Acts of Hatred and put the soul back into Glenn's body. And as you were about to leave, the door slammed shut and the judge of the next case that was going to be heard was Bill Close, Glenn's father and court is now in session for the trial of the people of Feyrun versus Glenn Close. Hoo-ah!
4: Holy smokes, is that, Glenn, is that your dad? What's going, what, what, sir, I demand an explanation. What is this? What have we walked
5: ourselves into? So this is, uh, this is my next big, uh, scheme, my big thing.
3: Hey, officer, this guy's not a judge. Can you get him off of here? Arrest him. I thought your dad was, (laughs) like, a musician or whatever. I
5: mean, like, he had a lot of jobs, so, you know, this isn't too super surprising. Glenn, remember that scam we used to run, uh, the Salvation army stuff with the Santa and the elf. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is like that, but like bigger. Oh, okay.
3: Officer, he just admitted it's a scam. It's he
5: a just
6: scam. said he's not a judge. <laughs> <I'd like laughs> silence in it. the court. Evidence.
1: Silence in the court. What, Ron? You- well, I I thought that's what we were supposed to, uh... Anyway, <laughs> so I'm a lawyer now. <laughs>
5: What? Oh, no. <laughs> I was actually about to ask, yeah, for your defense. Long story short, just so we can get on with the trial so I can get out of here. You're harshing my buzz. Glenn and I, we used to run a lot of good little schemes. I used to run some schemes on my own, try to get some, got a lot of dogs in the fire. You know how it is. And I thought, what's the best version of a good scheme for getting paid, for getting stuff? And I realized it's two magic words, and they are civil and forfeiture. So basically, I kind of took over this Objection, I don't
1: understand the second word. I agree. Thank you, Ron.
5: Ron, you're a good lawyer. I appreciate This is good. Yeah, Ron's my lawyer for sure. Yeah, what did you mean by that? It means that when the law thinks that you're guilty of something, they can take all of your stuff.
4: But they don't Not give the stuff due to, due to the judge.
5: The judge doesn't go home with this stuff. I would disagree. He says gesturing at the large pile of items that you saw when you came in, of which the battle acts of hatred was but one. Mm. And he goes, I'm basically the grand big dad judge. And uh, Yeah, he's like a poobah. Yeah, I'm like the poobah and you know (laughs) willie wanted me to kill you but like that was like the bummer like i'm not doing that but you know nice so yes technically if you get you know convicted you could go to prison forever or like other bad stuff could happen you might die i wouldn't be the one who did it though like there's a bad do you want me to explain how the trial works this whole
4: trial's out of order what's going on is glenn under arrest what in tarnation is happening here
1: yeah my dad asked you to kill us a little bit yeah
5: That's stuff for you and him to discuss, though. I don't want to, like, bum myself out.
0: Fraud, don't worry. I got an ironclad legal defense. I figured out a way out of this already. Don't worry, everybody. I'm very worried, Glenn, but
3: okay.
1: I will let my clients speak freely.
3: Glenn, do you want to say something to your dad? I mean Yeah, Glenn, do you have anything you want to say to your dad right now? Like it's like fuck off or oh, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to, but you know, I'm pretty do you want to tell him to French off? You know, yeah, you want to French tell him off. To, to
5: frick his own business? Man, you're friends with a couple of narcs, huh? Yeah, I mean You're you a know.
3: judge. Hey, sir, you're <laughs> a judge? You're the head narc, <laughs> sir.
5: No. I'm like the cool judge. You know,
3: you're not cool anymore. The moment you became a judge, you're not cool. He puts on
5: sunglasses and he goes, I'm the cool judge, and he puts his feet up on the bed. let
3: us go. If you're the cool judge, then just let us go. i know Your Honor,
1: would you explain what we're supposed to do, please?
5: Yeah, so here's how it's going to work. You guys are all the defense, I presume. Daryl raises his hand. Yeah, you, big boy. Daryl
3: absolutely always obeys authority, and as he slowly begins to realize that you're actually the judge, he's getting very nervous now. Um... (laughs) Does Glenn have a lawyer? I don't know. He's got three bros, two
5: of whom are narcs, so you tell me.
3: So it's up to us? Okay. I'm so sorry for interrupting you, sir. I hope that doesn't affect our case. (laughs) I mean, it might. It might. Shit. I'm sorry for everything I said before. I thought you
0: weren't in charge. I'm sorry. We're on this head legal counsel for uh, my team. Not that I'll need it.
1: Actually, it's Professor Ron Stambler Esquire.
5: So Bill is addressing solely Ron when he says all this. He's looking only at you because I'm going to bring in my crack prosecutor. They are the uh, best prosecutor I got in Meth Bay. And basically the two of you are going to go toe to toe. Each side gets two witnesses and you're going to each try to provide arguments for or against the charges against my baby boy, which are uh, the two charges are being a bad dad and being a bad person. Guilty.
3: Wait, no,
0: oh, Glenn, okay. So Glenn, we can just skip this uh, whole Glenn, thing if you what want you doing? to. <laughs> what are you
3: doing? Oh, move to strike that statement from the record. As a joke. Everything Glenn says is a joke. Is that an argument you're making?
1: <laughs> mm, Ron, help us out here. You
3: say you're a lawyer. Ron, are you a lawyer? You said you were. I, uh,
1: what does Ron do? I'm what is Ron's job? I'm definitely in charge here. I'm definitely in charge. I was just wondering which side am I supposed to argue?
5: (laughs) It's up to you, man. You're supposed
0: to protect me, man. All of those charges are false. Being a bad father, no, I'm awesome. Being a bad person, wrong. I'm the coolest person I know.
1: Your Honor, my client has chosen to do the thing where he doesn't talk for the amendments
5: to the amendments.
1: The five. He's chosen to do his fifth amendment right.
5: He's pleading the fifth. Yes. We all know about the pleading the fifth. That's on the close family coat of arms is I plead the fifth.
0: <laughs> However, the fifth here in Faerun means that you plead. You'll <laughs>
5: answer every question that's asked of you and you <laughs> yeah. will be an active participant in your own trial. Ah, dang it. No, oh, we forgot to read the rules. Okay, so what's going to happen is the prosecution and defense are going to make arguments. I'm going to write down every argument that you make and the arguments can be specific things that relate to the overall charges. For example, Glennon, bad father because he smokes weed in front of his kid. Glenn smokes weed in front of his kid, and that's a bad thing, would be an argument.
1: Objection. You're doing the trial before we're doing the trial. Just one example. That one doesn't count.
5: I did that to my own kid. That one's fine. Maybe it's not. I don't know. It's up to you. Then it's the other side's job via cross-examination or by questioning the witness to uh, try to disprove that basic argument. What's going to happen is I'm going to take all these arguments. We're going to get 12 randomly selected jurors, and they're going to decide which of those arguments have merit and which one. I raise my hand? Yeah. Can I be a juror? No, you cannot. The jurors are going to be randomly selected from people on the Dungeons and Daddies Patreon discord. They will Henry have their name. Henry raises names. his hand. <laughs> yes. What is
6: that? <laughs>
0: Bill turns directly to the camera and winks and goes, you two at home might be able to decide yeah. Glenn's fate as well by heading to patreon.com slash Dungeons and Dads. Wink. And then we go the back URL into the show. on the bottom
5: of the screen. He points at it. Lines are open. But yeah, so I'm going to email them personally, take away their names, anonymize them into juror numbers, and then put them in a separate server where all of them, not knowing who anybody is, are going to talk to each other and decide which arguments have merit and which ones don't. And the ones that have merit have different dice values assigned, and I'm going to roll dice for those. And the number of points that I get on the total of all the dice rolls gives you the score. And I'm going to compare the score of the prosecution versus the score of the defense. And that'll determine whether he's guilty or not Freddie, you're so screwed. We're more screwed than the deck of many things.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Anthony, do you think that there's a bunch of like freshman law students listening to this just fucking amped out of their goddamn minds at the idea of like the court being a DD and d thing, like just like fucking frothing at the mouth <laughs> right now, just losing their
5: fucking minds at this awesome game mechanic that we are putting into the world? I strongly suspect that law students are going to feel the same way about this episode that D&D fans feel about the rest of our podcast, Ah. which is that we don't know what the fuck we're doing. We're bringing down the entire art form. We're nerds and we suck. We should get our heads swirly.
2: Objection slander.
5: As you say that, you turn and you see. Why don't you describe what you look like?
2: I'm about four feet tall and I've got very, very dapper black robes on, um, but they're cinched in the middle. So you can tell that I look fit.
6: (laughs)
0: This is like my intro where I just talked all about my six-pack abs.
2: And what you see peeking out from the top of the robes is a mouse head. Oh. Notably a mouse, which is going to be weird in a moment. Wait, 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 sorry. Mouse head,
0: like actual scale mouse head?
2: Yeah, scale to the four foot tall. Yeah. Okay, okay, okay. Like yeah. a big mouse head. Yeah, yes. not like a yeah, tiny mouse head. Not like a <laughs> Goomba from head. Super
0: Mario Brothers. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Not a Goomba from Super Mario Brothers, the film. Okay, cool,
2: cool, cool. Yeah, and I've got wings that are actually to scale for a bird. So they're very, very small. Not very wow. useful. <laughs> <laughs> and human hands. Let the record
1: show. Oh, let the record of the podcast show that this lawyer has uh, big mouse ears and uh, uh, wings. Thank you, bailiff. <laughs> the
5: Massive dragon goes, okay. <laughs> Back to the lawyer. So Bill Close looks and goes, oh, here they are. This is Radicus Finch, my number one prosecutor. Ah, <laughs> they put more people away than you could possibly even count up to. Hi, hi Radicus, uh, Daryl Wilson, nice to meet you. I put my
3: hand out.
2: Uh, they accept your hand.
5: Oh,
3: hi. Um, thanks. And I walk away. <laughs>
2: Sidebar, Your Honor. I
4: go to Daryl, like, Daryl, you're blowing this case, man. You got to get it together. I've
3: never been to jury duty. I can't. Lawyer things. Courtroom movies are horror movies for me. I can't take it. This is too much. Daryl, let me tell you, you guess...
4: something that I've learned from my years of the hippie lifestyle. Authority is just an illusion, man. It's all made up. These are just people. We're,
3: we can't beat this. If they say he's guilty, he's guilty because they said so. Like, you can't. They're the authority. It's over. We've lost. Like, I can beat a dragon. I can't beat this. This is it. This is the law. It's over. Worst comes to worst. We bust
4: Glenn out of here and run like hell. You know, but right now we got to play their game. We okay. got to negotiate. Right, only we can judge ourselves, you know what I mean. Yeah, Look, I know I yeah. have a lot of hang ups and guilt about stuff, like, I can do that, but guilt? Like, I'm not, t- huh? No, I'm not guilt. The G the guilty. word from now
0: on, we just say the G, the G word. word.
4: Somebody okay. say guilty, Was no. it a guilty please. No, no. no, nice try. You're you're
0: on narc. <laughs> nice. Yo, we'll just beat the
6: legal system,
0: y'all.
3: <laughs> I think Daryl, just without realizing, is just like
5: holding Peyton's hand like it's his dad's hand. Ow, ow, ow. It's okay. Oh, ow. Oh, sorry. A pain. All right. All laws are fake. Yeah.
1: <laughs> are there any people like watching in the audience or whatever?
5: There's all the other chained up prisoners who are waiting for their turn to trial and they're all kind of like, ugh, because you just jumped the queue.
1: Are they wearing prison clothes or are they wearing regular? They're wearing
5: whatever they got when they got arrested.
1: Okay. Uh, you... Your Honor, I'd like to take a brief recess to see if anybody has a cool jacket, a blazer, if you will, so that I can look more lawyer-like.
5: Once you roll investigation, okay, <laughs> <laughs> or perception, either.
1: Ooh, that's an eighteen.
5: Wow! So you describe what kind of coat you find. Whatever you wanted to find, you find it.
1: It's definitely pinstriped and tailored quite nicely. <laughs> it comes with a tie somehow, <laughs> and um, I've never seen the Lincoln Lawyer with Matthew McConaughey, but that's probably how high I look. And it's purple also, but like a cool purple, not like a weird Spencer's purple. <laughs> Can Ron wear pants now?
4: No, Ron still cannot
5: wear pants. You just got the coat.
1: Just kidding. It's a whole jumpsuit. It's a lawyer jumpsuit.
5: (laughs) Then the bottom half still burns off. (laughs) Ron can wear like a trench coat. Yeah. I want
1: this though. That doesn't make him
5: look more trustworthy though. He's got a trench coat, no pants. Ron, just stay seated. Don't stand up. I think it'll help.
1: I stand for justice.
5: I think you lack some authority when you have no pants. (laughs) Prosecution, whenever you're ready, go ahead and call your first witness. Oh, geez, Louise. Or actually do opening statement if you want to. Sorry, do opening statement. I forgot.
3: How are you a judge? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I won't speak out of turn again. I'm
5: sorry, sir. You better be. I raise my hand. And he does a finger gun at you. He goes, ha ha. ha. I just want to say I'm sorry for speaking out of turn. Thank you very much. And I yeah, you down. should be. Ha ha. So let's do opening statements. Radicus, why don't you go first? My main baby.
1: <laughs> Ron starts taking notes on a legal pad and whispering nothing to the people next to him. <laughs> <laughs>
3: Daryl's like desperately trying to hear to be comforted by whatever Ron is saying.
2: The whole time, yeah, Daryl's like, wait, what, what, what? what?" (laughs) Radicus Finch has the most put-upon expression on their face that you can imagine on a mouse. (laughs) Very cute. But, you know, they're just trying to do their job and that's what they're here for. And they sidle up to the judge's stand and they say, Your Honor, the crimes of Glenn Close are too many to enumerate today. It simply would not be a good use of your time or our time to talk about every single issue. The drug use, rampant. The child endangerment, constant. The apathy with which he approaches his relationship with his only child. Today, I want to focus on a more serious crime, and then we'll talk about the bad father stuff. The main charge I want to bring against Glenn Close today, second-degree murder.
5: Whoa. Oh, he raises his, his sunglasses and looks at you with surprise, like, ho ho ho. Another <laughs> Radicus first uh, opening uh, 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 comment uh, s- s- twist. <laughs> <laughs> That's like a second removed cousin. It doesn't mean anything. It's not a real murder.
2: You could fall in love with that crime. <laughs> Funny you should say that, Daryl. We'll talk later.
5: Oh, uh-oh, oh you in like Radicus got your number. Daryl, shut
3: up! Daryl's eyes are wide at Henry's. And he tries to grab Henry's hand. <laughs>
4: <laughs> <laughs>
5: Henry and Peyton
4: both hold Daryl's hands.
2: <laughs>
5: Give him a reassuring pat. Ow,
2: ow. Please, Radicus, continue. Today I will bring to the stand two witnesses who have seen firsthand the dangerous positions that Glenn Close has put himself, his child, and the people who he cares most about in. Got that preposition? He didn't think I would.
5: I didn't, but I should have known. I should have known. Always trust. Always been on
2: Because that's
0: what we say. I lean over to Ron. I'm like, Ron, you got an idea for what our opening statement's
2: gonna be?
1: Yeah, I wrote down the word innumerable. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Thus concludes my opening statement.
5: All right, defense, your turn. I got this one, y'all. Don't worry about it. Wait, Glenn, you're going
2: to do your own opening statement? Yeah, it's important that
0: the people here assembled hear from, you know, the oh. accused and they get a sense of how cool I am. All right, here we go.
4: Everyone else, whenever Glenn says something dumb, a lawyer friend of mine said the important thing to do is to say, My client has advised me that they are going to do this so that the judge knows it's not us being dumb. It's the, although that's kind of selling Glenn down the bus. Never mind. Our client has advised us that he's going to do his own opening statement.
0: Yeah. Judge, jury of the court. I stand before you accused by laws, by a number of statute laws that you've accused me of. However, I move to invalidate this whole trial because I do not consent to your laws. I do not consent to your rules. Therefore, bound by my interpretation of the true law, common law, I'm actually totally innocent of any and all of your made-up crimes because they're not real. How can you be guilty of a law if the law is not real? I rest my case.
5: hoo
0: We do not rest our
5: case. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so you don't get to call any witnesses. That means you're done. No. Just a speed run where Radicus is going to go through there, too, and we're good.
3: Daryl raises his hand. What? Hi, sir. Judge, sir. That was um, a test of Ron. Your Honor. uh, Honor, Sorry, Your Honor. Your most honorable. (laughs) Our lawyer still needs to speak. Ron, just start speaking. He can't interrupt you. Go.
1: Your Honor, our client has advised us that he will be saying something Hilarious as an introduction to my opening statements. (laughs) Now, you may ask yourself, why does an opening statement require an opening statement? (laughs) It's because we wanted to lighten the mood before doing a serious uh, trial. Uh, These charges are very... uh, What are the charges again? Uh,
5: They're bad father and bad person, but now... Radicus Finch has added second-degree murder to get it a little bit more spicy, so who knows?
1: Well, that doesn't seem
2: fair.
5: <laughs> That's how Radicus do.
2: Radicus would like to put out that the uh, second-degree murder is a subsection of the bad person. Okay, oh. there we go. Unrelated to the bad father. That's how the law works in
4: Faerun, <laughs> is that it's a really about whether you're a bad person, and then yeah. murdering someone is <laughs> evidence of the bad
5: person crime. <laughs> yeah, so still, just those two then.
1: To continue, Your Honor, today we will be asking questions to answer them in a way that seems pretty formal. Uh, thank you, and I look forward to competing against, uh,
0: Dungeons & Dragons brought to you this week by Blue Nile.
1: Buying I'm someone tired jewelry. of living in a state of denial. I gotta get engaged.
0: It's time to get married, everybody. <laughs> yeah. Buying someone jewelry is usually a great experience all around. They get a gift. It's probably pretty good. One would hope. And you get to see the look on their face when they open it. The hard part, finding the right people. Yeah, there's nothing
3: stopping you from buying the ring you want now while you're waiting to find the man that you need later, later right? yeah. 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 this is yeah. absolutely
1: what I should be doing <laughs> yeah, just buy the ring you want now <laughs> figure
3: better. out how to get the perfect
0: piece at the best price bath BlueNile.com Thousands of independently graded diamonds And fine jewelry at prices significantly below retail wish I could find thousands retail. of independently graded men Am I right? <laughs> <laughs> oh, Peace of well. mind with every purchase You ain't getting that on Hinge With some of the highest quality standards in the industry Not even Raya can keep up with that Whether you want to make a no, classic you say about statement online dating, the odds are good, but the goods are odd <laughs> Whether you may want to make a classic statement By gifting a white gold Tennis bracelet That's a White gold <laughs> cocaine? A tennis bracelet? Ooh like in Like in Challengers. Like in Challengers, <laughs> yep. Oh, fuck yes. Or maybe <laughs> just like in Challengers. Yep. Sapphire and Diamond Hoop earrings. let's just start bracelets. by finding one guy before. No, too I high need two. <laughs>
1: and they need to make out with each other too.
0: Blue Niles jewelry experts can help you find the perfect gift for... what is it, a throuple situation? What is it? Is it jewels and gym? Like what is it, challengers? What was it? It's kind of like a, a combative throuple. Yeah.
1: Oh my god, the dream, right? Yeah. What
4: jewelry will I need to buy to make the two boys kiss? Uh, well, you
0: know, you could ask Blue Niles experts because they're available twenty four-seven by phone or Chat to answer technical questions and give recommendations for every budget, what are some expected or unexpected challenges you might encounter when shopping for jewelry gifts? Well, first and foremost, when you have two tennis players vying yes. for your attention and two you're driving, ring, make ring them, sizes, yes. yep, multiple sizing, different tastes, you want to make them jealous of each other? Yes. If you want to recreate
3: that famous scene in Challengers when Zendaya holds up an engagement ring and goes, Which, whatever yes. you
6: kiss, is best,
3: and the two boys kiss each other. Blue Nile. Wow. And also, while they're
0: kissing each other in your hotel room, you can feel great about your purchase because Blue Nile <laughs> also offers a diamond price match guarantee. They might be locking lips and tugging each other, but you're not l- locked into a bad <laughs> deal. That's right,
6: Ben. Hell yeah. And just in case, holy
0: shit, 30 day returns. That's a big 3-0, a.k.a. a finished set in tennis. <laughs> Shop Blue Nile you're today. You're going to love, love these rings.
6: <laughs> Shop Blue
0: Nile today and experience the ease and convenience of the original online jeweler go to BlueNile.com today. That's BlueNile.com Dungeons and Days is brought to you this week by Pretty Litter. It's springtime Get no. your dick up.
3: Oh, sorry, that's oh what? What? sorry Nope, not this. No Sorry, Sorry, we got so many ads Pretty, Litter, right. this is-
0: Pretty Litter is delivered in discreet packages. <laughs> discreet packaging <laughs> and it smells nice Rather it smells like nothing because it traps Odor with its powerful crystal matrix. It's ultra absorbent, lightweight, low dust, one six pound bag, works up right for the month, it's a kitty litter! And this crystal matrix allows for changes in color in case your cat has potential illnesses. in the red pill. No one can be told what the
2: crystal yes. matrix
4: is.
0: You yeah. have to piss on it to find out. Like urinary tract infections, kidney issues, basically anything that goes through the pee hole, it can detect
3: it. And... See that cat dressed in red? <laughs>
6: <laughs> that's fine. Uh,
0: pretty
3: litter also ships. You think that's free... piss you're breathing? <laughs>
0: <laughs> pretty litter ships free right to my door. Don't have to have big, huge kitty litter bags all over the place. You do love cat those just Taking a dump
1: in the desert of the real. Ah. <laughs> I don't
0: Sorry, too many good Matrix things.
1: One time, my cat um, peed and it was like telling the litter box, like, dodge this. Yeah. <laughs>
6: <Yeah.
3: Yeah. Yeah. laughs> yeah. yeah. I hate my cat this pe-
0: litter box. One time it's the c- smell. <laughs> <laughs>
6: <laughs> 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 yeah.
3: I just like that movie. <laughs>
0: <laughs> pretty Litter yep. is amazing. You have to try it. it. gives me peace of mind for my cat's yeah. health, especially when it comes to piss-related health issues. And it's also a great kitty litter, too. Go to pretty slash daddies. Yeah. That's pretty slash daddies to save 20% on your first order and get a free cat toy. pretty slash daddies. Yeah, for me? Bad. Yeah. Oh, yeah,
3: last time I got Pretty
5: Litter in the mail from them, I got a little cat toy.
3: Terms and conditions apply See Seaside for details.
5: With that, opening statements are done, and I'm just going to go ahead and say the prosecution won. <laughs> we'll go ahead and add a point to the prosecution. Daryl leans
3: over to Glenn. Hey, Glenn, do you want to write anything down to Nick in case this goes? Just if you want to write a letter to Nick or something, I'll give it to him. Just depend. I'm not saying you're going to lose. Just write a letter to Nick. Nah, man. I've seen
0: those war movies. When some soldier dies, what's the first thing they find on them? They find the letter. They never don't find the letter. So that means all those soldiers are still alive. So if you write a letter before you're dead, then you're going to be dead. So I'm not going to write a letter. That's stupid.
5: Okay. Glenn taps his head like, yeah, yeah, thinking, (laughs) yeah. And then Bill is just pointing at you and nodding like, see, see, listen to this one. He's got his dad's brains. (laughs) Prosecution, go ahead and call your first witness.
2: It is basic witch, Aaron (gasps) (gasps) O'Neill. All right.
5: Bill slams down his gavel and a purple shockwave emanates from the gavel out through the walls of the courtroom across the plains of Feyrune to a uh, forest where Erin is currently at first rounding on second base with her two-dimensional boyfriend, and she is <laughs> grabbed by the force of this purple shockwave and instantly <laughs> taken back to the courtroom where she is suddenly sitting in the witness box, and she's like, uh, what? What? Hey, guys. I raised my hand.
2: Did uh, Daryl have a question? Oh, thank you,
3: Radicus. Hi, Erin.
5: <laughs> hey, Daryl.
3: Uh, please be nice to Glenn. Can I say that? Bye. Why would I be nice to... I put my hand down.
5: So uh, Bill takes this moment to remind both uh, uh, lawyer groups, you can call objections whenever you want to, and whoever has the most correct objections at the end of the, the trial is going to get an additional bonus dice for their Ooh. score, just FYI. You both have a list of things that you can call objections for also, like maybe trying to tell the witness to be nice and, and lie on the stand. <laughs> that might be one of those. I not say lie. Witness is yours.
2: Aaron O'Neill, I would request that you disregard daryl's advice and speak only the truth i often do <laughs> excellent you're gonna be a great witness i can already tell oh how does the swearing in process work uh i high five her <laughs> 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 and she goes yeah Aaron o'neill i simply want you to describe the circumstances surrounding your death in the battle with the library
5: oh boy yeah lo- love to talk about this love to bring this up as much as possible <laughs> So the dads were fighting a very large non-Euclidean mass of tentacles and book knowledge called the library. I was in the fight with them. I was knocked down to, as we say in favor, and, uh, no HP, and uh, was on my back and was dying. I assume what you're getting at is that Glenn had the opportunity to heal me.
1: Objection. And- l- leading to heal the witness. <clears throat>
5: what? L-
1: you're... Uh- uh, objection. The lawyer will no longer say objection right now.
5: It's just, I guess that one's sustained. The first one is overruled, so they cancel each other Do out. Do we get a point for the second one? No. Damn. You can't <laughs> object against yourself if you're getting points.
2: Grinding objection. Shit, I gotta go about a loophole. <laughs> you almost figured it out,
5: Ron. <laughs> I was dying. I was bleeding out. Uh, Glenn had hypothetically the opportunity to heal me. And instead of doing that, he gave me like a cool one-liner as I died. I don't remember exactly what it was. It was something about like 420 blaze it or something along those lines.
2: If you'll allow me to check my notes, I believe I know what Glenn said at this moment.
5: Shit! Shit. shit, Objection! How do you know what Glenn said?
2: I have a transcript. A transcript from, right. what? from what?
5: There were a lot of witnesses to all of your crimes throughout and You're going to find that some people have an encyclopedic knowledge of all the things that you've done and what you said. Some
0: of whom transcribed every one of our words very nicely and volunteered to do so on a website for us. Thank you, fans. We should establish that it was the trees record a transcript of everything that happens to
5: Aaron O'Neill, by the way. Oh, that yeah, that's fun. really, really yeah. good. Because as it's been previously established, trees are chatty bitches.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yes, and I, Radicus, as... As a professional lawyer, track down this information. I'm here to work, not play, boys. (laughs) (laughs) Everyone has the role to not get attracted to (laughs) Radicus.
5: Bill says, uh, go on, Radicus.
2: Here's the transcription. Erin O'Neill says, take care of my tree. That sounds like me. Then she pauses for a moment and says, fuck it, never mind, don't take care of it. Glenn says, smoke trees? (laughs) And Erin O'Neill says, I wish I, oh God... Those are going to be my last words to you. And they were. Yeah. Damn, that's yeah. really sad. That was the exact quip at that moment.
5: Yeah, so he said smoke trees to me, so. Uh,
0: objection, smoke
5: trees every day. <laughs> <laughs> Bill says, I, I sustain that because I agree with you. Just generally, philosophically. Oh. So yeah, I'll sustain that one. Doesn't matter <laughs> if it's what you said or not. I know that's what you meant to say, my boy. Aaron,
2: can you describe to me your relationship with Glenn?
5: Oh, boy. Yeah, I met Glenn and the rest of the daddies in uh there was a, a, a horrible vampire man uh, that we were trying to kill together, sort of. I guess we're friends. I don't know. I kind of try to take care of them every once in a while because they would definitely themselves kill without me. And in repayment, they stress me the fuck out. So I don't know, whatever that relationship is.
2: <laughs> you help them because you feel that if you weren't to help them, They would be injured. They would be in danger. Objection. Counsel is testifying. It's a
4: leading
5: question. Sustained. Fair enough. Sorry, Radicus, rephrase your question.
2: Why do you help them more specifically?
5: I believe that they would be hurt or killed if I were not around to give them advice every once in a while.
2: And do you think behaving that way makes you a good person?
5: God, I hope so. Otherwise, what the fuck else am I doing this for?
2: That's a great question. Not one for me to answer in this court of law. Damn. (laughs) Glynn had the opportunity to save you, and didn't take it. What would you say that makes him?
5: Uh, I would say... Objection (laughs) speculation? Yeah, sustained. (laughs) But Bill goes sustained, but her silence is noted.
2: (laughs) When Glenn came by your side, what were you expecting him to do?
5: I expected him to heal me.
2: Why did you expect him to heal you, knowing everything that you know about Glenn?
5: We were in a fight. I know he has the capacity to heal me. It feels like the thing a reasonable person would have done in that situation.
2: A reasonable person. It's an interesting phrase to use in regards to Glenn, wouldn't you say?
4: Objection. That's a leading
2: statement. (laughs) (laughs) Sustained. (laughs) Withdrawn. Withdrawn.
6: <laughs>
5: I can so clearly imagine Radicus doing the thing where they turn away from the witness and put their hand up as if like it didn't even matter to me that I have to withdraw that.
0: Withdrawn. Real quick, doing court shit's fun as
2: fuck. I get why people like these movies. Yeah, this should
5: definitely be a thing more D and D campaigns do. I'm going to throw that out there right now.
2: Now that you've ironed out all the gameplay kinks and in, into how to do this,
5: now that we've made it, a perfect prototype of a new gameplay system. All right, continue.
2: Given the opportunity, if the positions were reversed, would you have healed Glynn at that moment? Yes. Objection!
5: (laughs) Question calls for speculation. Did I do that right? Oh, I would say uh, sustained, yeah. She can't know for certain what she would have done, so it is a speculative uh, answer. I
2: would argue that a reasonable person, a good person in that instance, would not have a question about whether or not to freely and ably heal somebody to prevent them from dying but withdrawn.
5: As we both know about each other, Radicus, I always allow you a sentence worth of a monologue before withdrawing <laughs> what you said. It's all
2: about the performance.
5: So you're well within the range of acceptable.
4: Ironically, the legal rules in Faerun work exactly the way that <laughs> law TV shows on our, in our world work. That's how the court yeah. system works.
2: I mean, they'd better. I don't know shit about the law. <laughs> Aaron, do you believe... And I don't believe this is a speculation. This is a direct question. So cool your jets.
1: Objection speculating about a speculation. <laughs> <laughs> Meta speculation.
2: I wasn't going to say anything. She speculated. I was going
3: to say something, but I didn't. Nice, Daryl. <laughs> Thanks. High five. Oh, no. Am I sworn in now? <laughs>
5: <laughs> Silence from the defense, please. Sorry. Order. Order. I will throw you in contempt. That's a thing that we have.
2: Aaron, you survived that encounter, correct? I did. Do you have any reason to believe that Glenn would know you would survive that encounter?
5: No. Hmm. I had not told him about my birds at the time, so I do not believe he was aware of my regenerative capabilities.
2: So to summarize, and correct me if this is inaccurate, Glenn Close came near your position as you were dying. He knew you were dying. He had the capacity to heal you and chose not to. And as a result of that inaction, you died.
5: All of that is correct.
2: That's second-degree murder, <laughs> folks.
5: Erin O'Neill grits her teeth and looks at Glenn and, like, kind of shrugs, like, I'm sorry, but what do you want me to do? Ugh. Glenn is completely unfazed. Ooh, power move. The prosecution is concluded with this witness.
4: Council requests a dead huddle, Your
2: Honor. Go ahead. Okay, gang, that did not go great for us, but here's
1: what thing. am Glenn, wh- why didn't you heal her? No idea. Cannot remember at all.
2: If I remember correctly, you put a book... On oh, oh, the right, yes. Yeah.
3: So you were specifically you were specifically
4: trying to use the fact that he was going to hit Aaron to kill the liar. It's not great. We should, it was
6: not,
3: no. definitely not great. Well, we shouldn't bring that up on we our. Should we should not bring that, bring that up. up.
5: <laughs> so, because since I'm the witness, I don't want to hear what you're going to be saying before mm-hmm. you ask the witness. So I'm going to take off my headset and just okay. wave at me when it's okay. I can put okay, my headset great, back on. Great, great, great. Oh, cool. Okay, cool.
3: I, I know sometimes I'm hard on Aaron, but like, you know, in this situation, like Aaron was like murdering a whole town of people. I think you also can kind of witness assassin. You know, what is that? You assassinate the character that's of true, Aaron. That's
4: true. That's she true. literally just
3: came out from like being like, I'm going to kill all these kids and these people because trees are more important than people. Like, look, I like her now. I understand. I'm just saying there's definitely an argument that maybe she should have died. Is all I'm saying. I'm just saying maybe that's the way to do it. What about this? It's like, look at it this way. If you think that Glenn is a bad person, then why do you continue to
4: help Glenn? Right? Ooh, that's Ooh. a good like, that's one, a good yeah, one good, good, right? Clearly,
3: are they going to imply that every soldier on the battlefield who's ever not done the most perfect thing, who has ever walked past a wounded soldier and hasn't sacrificed his life to do it? should be accused of second degree murder? Are you saying every hero, every person who's been in a battle who has ever had a chance to save somebody but didn't okay. in that moment yes. is a got murderer? It. Yes, got it, got it. Got Are got there it.
1: sidewalks here? Are there sidewalks in Faerun?
3: I don't know, gosh, I kind of haven't seen, seen any. any. No. Why, what's up, Ron?
1: Are there like cobblestones or something? Yeah, yeah I'm sure, why, sure. What's, what's the yeah. thought? If you guys remember, back home at San Dimas, sometimes we get big trees that kind of crack the sidewalk or crack the cobstones. They make bike ramps. And uh, sometimes those trees need to be cut down and it's not an easy decision. But it's sort of the where, right thing to do. Where you go with this, Ron? To speculate that Glenn could have saved Aaron, but didn't, and neglects the fact that he may have had a greater good at stake, such as protecting the streets and sidewalks by chopping down— Winning
0: the battle.
4: Yeah. Yeah. That's very true. I feel like we got two ways here. We can either try to take down Aaron and make her look like a bad person who can't judge whether Glenn is a good person, or we buy into that Aaron is a good person. But if she's a good person and she's helping us, that must mean we're good
0: people too. So I put my hands on Ron and Henry's shoulders and I say, I trust you guys as my lawyers, even though all of this is just a sham and the law is a (laughs) concept. Anyway,
1: go get them, tigers.
4: Ron, you go first and then tap me in and I'll go for this ipso facto good person logic. You start with your broadside and then I'll come in and I'll be the closer. I'll clean it up.
1: Okay, I'm going to go. All right. Hello, greetings, Aaron. Hey, Ron. Did you know that you would be in court today? (laughs) Sure didn't. (laughs) Seems like a pretty sneaky bad move to have somebody just have to take off their whole day without even warning them beforehand. I bet you were up to something really great.
2: Yeah, I was. I was about to, uh, Objection, irrelevant. Well, now that Sustained. we have established that, your honor,
5: Ron, you were going to get fucking annihilated by objections. I'm just going to
1: make that prediction
5: right now.
1: <laughs> Aaron, do you have any uh, either cobblestone, cement or uh sort of like hard surfaces where you live?
6: Oh Uh, my god
3: Yes Daryl's like nodding Like trying to act like This is smart Like yeah go get her He's like
6: yeah get her Get her
1: (laughs) And uh, do any of the roots Of your beloved trees Happen to permeate the ground near those hard
2: surfaces objection what is the relevance to the goodness of glenn close i am establishing
1: relevance your honor i just need a few more opportunities to be relevant
5: so bill and anthony are both like very curious to see where the fuck this is going so for now we'll overrule it
1: answer the question god
5: Yes. Yeah, so <laughs> Says, yeah, I, I guess the roots tend to go under the stone. And like, I have stone steps leading up to my house, and yeah, some of the roots probably go under the stone.
1: When the trees grow, do the roots ever <laughs> pop through or disturb any of the hard surfaces?
5: No, generally they're smart enough to know to go around them because I can talk to them.
1: Okay, Henry, you're up. <laughs> All right. So retroactively, that objection is absolutely
5: sustained. Oh, oh no. no. What's funny is
3: Anthony not realizing how much you just cut. <laughs> like this was all talked about beforehand, and then he just cut down her entire argument I with thought that. That he would say yes. <laughs> I didn't know what you wanted me to say. I'm I mean, sorry. I still don't know where that would have gone. But it's just funny that you shut it down.
5: Oh my god. Yeah, I definitely should never hear your planning then, because that was very good. Yeah.
4: Henry gets up and like files. He just like kind of. You know, uh, Henry,
1: I'm right here behind you. If you ever want to tab me in her. House. <laughs> <laughs>
4: <laughs> Henry uh, straightens his back and uh, steps up to the witness stand and paces back and forth and says, do you consider yourself a good person? I think so. Okay. What in your estimation is, why are the dads in this realm? Objection relevance. I'm going somewhere with this. Uh, I'd mm-hmm. like a little bit of leeway.
5: So Bill it goes. It speaks to Glenn's nature as to what he is doing in this realm. Great job, Bill Henry. Says, good job. Typically, I would say sustained, but just watching Ron just fucking eat shit on that last uh, relevance objection means I definitely want to see where this goes to see if you can go zero for two. Overruled.
1: (laughs) Objection, I did not eat shit.
5: (laughs) Yeah, sustained when he figuratively ate shit. So Aaron says, well, my understanding is that it's four dads from another realm flung into the Forgotten Realms on a quest to save their children. So
4: to your, the best of your knowledge, Glenn is here to save his child.
5: I believe so, yes.
4: Would you consider that to be a selfless act? Uh, yes. Do you believe that selfless acts are good acts? Yes. Glenn is a person doing a selfless act to save his child. After this incident, you did continue to help the dads on their quest. Is that correct? Yes. You consider yourself to be a good person. As a good person, would you knowingly help a bad person do something that you didn't agree with? Oh, interesting. Uh, Answer
1: the question, goddammit.
5: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, get her. Get her. Get her.
1: <laughs> 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 <laughs>
5: no, I don't believe I would uh, knowingly help a bad person if I wanted to be a good person.
4: So, would you say then that Glenn is a good
5: person? Uh, by the logic you laid out, I suppose Objection. So.
2: Aaron's goodness or badness or supposition of either is irrelevant to the situation. We are talking about Glenn Close's badness.
1: Objection to the objection. I think that when we're talking about the relative terms of goodness or badness, some sort of uh, reference is used in other people.
2: Objection vagueness. We're not talking about moral goodness. We're talking about the law. <laughs> I am merely trying to establish that Aaron considers
4: herself to be a moral person and as a moral person, views Glenn as a moral person as well.
2: And I would argue that that has no place in the courtroom. In a trial over the morality of the
4: person is the central question whether Glenn is a bad person. I would say that it's self-described... Alright, so it's
5: my fault for making the law say good person bad person. I I invited this moral (laughs) diatribe on us, so uh... I'm going to overrule the objection. It is relevant whether or not. Specifically the first one saying that we can't be arguing about whether or not Glenn or Aaron are good or bad people because the nature of what is a good person is unfortunately germane to this conversation because I worded the charges like that.
3: Ron, can I ask a question? Yeah, go ahead. Henry, can I ask a question? Our third chair
4: counsel, Daryl S. Wilson, Esquire, PhD, uh, would now like to take the floor.
3: Sure. Hi uh Daryl Wilson here third chair. I don't have a PhD. I don't want to go to jail for perjury. Um <laughs> I'm, I'm just me. I do barbecue. I stay at home. I'm I'm not a lawyer. Um Aaron, hey, nice to see you again.
5: Hey Daryl. Are you dead? Uh, am I currently dead? No, I am not.
3: Interesting. Have you ever known a murder victim to be uh, not dead?
6: <laughs> oh, <boy>. oh, <laughs> kill shot. Kill shot. oh my god. <laughs>
5: I don't suppose I don't suppose I do.
3: I rest, and I go to sleep. <laughs>
6: no, no.
3: I nearly
2: pass
1: out, I sit down, I go, okay. Good job, Counselor.
2: Thanks. We have no more questions for this witness. I have a closing question for Aaron. Go right ahead, Radicus. Aaron, did you die? Uh, yes, I did. And could Glenn Close have saved you? Uh, yes, he could have. And did he save you? Uh, no, he did not. I rest mine.
1: I would like to redirect. <laughs> Ooh, redirect. Yes, Ronald. Is that what it is? Yeah, it's right. Okay. It's
4: the yes. According to the episodes of Law and Order, I remember that's a
5: thing.
1: <laughs> Aaron, four days ago, did you have any money?
5: Not very much, no.
1: But you did have some. Uh, yeah. Did you give me any money?
5: I don't think I did. No, you guys. But could you big, have? Yes, I could have.
1: I rest.
4: Uh, <laughs> redirect the redirect, Your Honor. <laughs> All
5: right. If you guys want to keep doing friendly fire to your own arguments, go right ahead.
4: Do you believe that someone? can make a mistake and still be a good person.
5: Yes, very much so. I have nothing further. Thank you, Aaron. You are dismissed. And the, he well, like before she
0: disappears, Glenn has folded a little paper airplane and I want to like toss it at Aaron to just like send her a little note.
5: Okay, she catches it. Should I roll, like, a sleight of hand or something? Yeah, yeah, why not? Let's have a chance of not having more story happen. Why not?
3: No, it's <laughs> just whether or not it gets read to the court. Okay, yeah, no matter uh, what
5: it be read, sleight of hand is to see if Bill sees you do it or not. Uh, three plus five, eight. So Bill snatches it out of the- air. <laughs> the- he just leans it and goes, hip. All right, let's see what this is here. Passing notes in class, huh? And it's a drawing of Glenn like giving thumbs up and then a bunch of
0: trees on fire and like a boiling cauldron of oil exploding and a bunch of trees on
5: fire. And then like animals and people are running from it on fire. Like, ah, and then just Glenn being like thumbs up. (laughs) So Bill looks at this and then he turns and shows it to Aaron. He's like, is this a, is this a threat? And Aaron goes, uh no. So you did do that, or you're gonna do that, or what's the? And he goes, but this is not the place for mm, no, no. And when Aaron looks back over at me, it's me in the exact same thumbs up pose as
0: drawn <laughs> on the card frame, two. and yeah. you're <laughs> replacing it in the exact Your Honor, the Our
5: frame.
1: client has established that he will be doing the joke things like he did in his opening statements, and will continue <laughs> to do things that are joking and not uh, real. And
4: laughter, they say, is the best medicine. So one might say that he is, in fact, healing Aaron O'Neill right now.
5: (laughs) So he slams down the gavel and his Aaron gets like spirited away by the wave of purple. She's like, that's kind of a stretch." (laughs) (laughs) So it sounds like what I heard from that was that in terms of actual arguments put forth, prosecution put forth the argument that Glenn committed second degree murder. And so I'm going to assign different dice values to different arguments, depending on how germane I believe they are to the question of whether or not Glenn is a good parent and a good person. Mm -hmm. And they're going to range from D4 to D12. So uh, second degree murder is pretty high. So I'm going to give that one a D12. And I don't feel like defense put forth uh, their own argument, but they did try to dismantle the other, which will become relevant when the jury argues on we this.
4: did put forward the argument that it's not really murder because she's alive which is pretty good uh, yeah but that'll
5: just be a dismantling of her existing argument okay, rather than yes, support from
4: being a good person
5: bill looks over at radicus and he goes uh okay next witness uh radicus guys i think that
4: went really well i'm excited to see who this next witness is because so far i think we're in command
2: yeah i would like to call to the witness stand Daryl
6: Wilson. What the Daryl
5: falls out of his chair. <laughs> uh, Mr. Wilson, you will walk yourself up to the witness box you and high No, no, he still, still he still has to summon still he has still got to okay, He's still Okay, fine. I can't do this. I tell them I'm not here. So Bill goes, all right, Daryl Wilson, here we go. And he slams down his gavel, and a purple wave comes out of the gavel, hits Daryl Wilson in the face five feet away, no. and, like, picks him up and yoinks him back to the witness box and drops I him scream, down. Dad. I go, Dad! <laughs> As I reach out to me in a second. It's like baby boy,
4: <laughs> he travels through a parallel plane for what seems like thousands of years. Eons go by in a space of no time and no reality, and he emerges five feet away. Actually, I like way.
3: the idea that yeah, I go into like a portal and they like sit me down. They explain like how being a witness works, and I have to sign paperwork. <laughs> and I'm like, do I get lunch? We get a lunch breaks. Like yeah, I got a lunch break. It's like oh, it's a cold sandwich. It's like I meet a few people who are also being witnesses. You know, we kind of form a bond because we're all here for that day. And then they're like, all right, Daryl's it's your turn. And then I and I show up in the chair, and it's been like a week for me. Oh, hey, guys, it's been a while. <laughs> okay. Glenn, I'm going to do my best. I think I got this. I'm, I'm prepped. I'm ready to go. Daryl, have you lost weight? Yeah, no, I've been, I had some time to work out. What have you guys been up to?
6: <laughs> We're
3: still in the trial, man. We just realized you're getting called at the stand. I know. It's been, uh, I it was a shock a week ago. It, was, it took me a while to get over it, but here I am. I'm ready to go.
6: <laughs>
3: so
2: good.
5: The witness is yours, Radicus.
2: Daryl. Yeah. Are you prepared to answer all of the following questions under the most sacred holy oath of this court of law? Oh, no, uh,
3: absolutely. I, I, I don't lie. I look at the judge and I nod and I smile. Never lie. I high five you. Oh, yeah. I high five. Should I say it again now that I've been sworn in? Because before I could have lied, but I didn't because I never lie.
2: I just <laughs> swore it again. Never lie. <laughs> Daryl Daryl Wilson. How long have you known Glenn?
3: I mean, seems like ages, but I would say I know him as a person since we went on the field trip. I kind of, you know, an acquaintance. I've kind of seen him around at not really PTA meetings. He frankly doesn't go to those or even really the soccer games all that often. You know, I see Nick more than I see Glenn. Oh, shoot. I mean. I know him pretty well. I've known him for like a couple years.
2: Have you known him to change or evolve or become a different or better or worse person in that time?
3: Absolutely. Since we've been transported to this world, he's become a better person.
2: May I remind you, you are under oath. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, was like, oh,
3: damn. I think he's become a better person.
2: Can you recount for me the
3: one two, uh, experience three. that you had?
2: <laughs> <laughs> Can you recount for me the experience you had? fighting alongside Glenn and the rest of the fathers using the drug flowers while you were trying to steal the battle acts of hatred objection. He can't remember that.
3: Yeah. I don't remember very well. There was uh, like you said, there was drug flowers. I usually don't do drugs sir. absolutely not. I look up. I barely even smoke a cigarette, but, uh, those, yeah, I had a lot of flowers. I mostly remember spinning and vomiting. Um, I don't quite remember what Glenn did, but I'm sure your transcriptions would tell you. Am I right?
2: They will. I don't know why you were sarcastic <laughs> no about that. Ken's- you were <laughs> very high handed about that, but the answer is yes. Daryl's <laughs> sassy out of nowhere. <laughs> (laughs) Would you describe the experience of being under the influence of those drug flowers as pleasant? It was horrible. Since you can't remember how convenient, I will describe it for you. You had successfully drugged quite a few number of these guards, and Glynn himself had charmed one of them, a gentleman named Harrelson, and using his charm ability sent this man into the fog. Of the various levels of, of drug flowers, an experience you admit yourself is deeply unpleasant. Mm-hmm. That man retrieved the axe for you and brought it back out. He was suffering from a number of the effects of these flowers, including levitation and vomiting and memory loss. And, and oh, just it just sounds so terrible. I'm so sorry you had to go through oh, that. Thank you. It was very bad. Here's what Glenn did when he came out of the fog. I pat him on the back encouragingly and say, thanks so much, Harrelson. You have a good night. And I just sort of gently push him back into the room and close the door. This man was, at the moment, still charmed and was not a threat in any way because he was under the effects of all these flowers. And yet, Glenn took the initiative to push him back into that fog and close the door where he would suffer from those effects for an outstanding amount of time. Why Would you say... That's something a good man does. Well, yeah,
3: cuz I assumed that <laughs> Glenn that, whispers hell, yeah. Yeah. I don't like drugs, but you know Glenn does and like I've I've learned a lot from my friends here like Henry and Ron and Glenn that's you know some people like things that I don't like. And so maybe that guy enjoyed the drugs. I can't possibly assume that he didn't enjoy vomiting and spinning around. I mean, I don't like cigarettes. <laughs> it feels like a so it's, it's
5: horrible. Bill starts jerking <laughs> off in the air.
3: Excuse me. Can I object to the judge making a masturbation motion when uh, I'm testifying? <laughs> <laughs> You can overrule, baby, and he just
5: does it harder at you. And
3: secondly, the person that he pushed into that den was a drug dealer, I, if I were to understand, and was somebody that was trying to kill us. So, you know, I mean.
2: Was he at that moment trying to kill you? Do you recall? I mean. You or was he charmed and drugged? They
3: only last for so long. I don't know how those spells work. I feel like Glenn was doing it to make sure that we can make it back safely and help Nick out his son. Who's he trying to save? Interesting. Saved, by the way, by the judge here, who's a shitty dad and as bad of a dad as he is a judge. Objection. He's not on trial. As bad of a dad as he is a judge. He's not on
2: trial and you're not a lawyer. Those are both true.
3: I can't lie, but I'm right. (laughs) I'm talking the truth.
2: Let's talk about Nick for a moment, shall we?
3: Yeah. He's a good soccer player. Oh, man. He's got a good right foot and a left foot. That kid kicks with both feet. (laughs) Not at the same time. He could.
2: <laughs> you drink. You drink alcohol. Oh yeah. But you don't let your children drink beer, right?
3: I mean, Grant drinks uh, Eucharistic wine.
2: Oh, Interesting. My God. But he doesn't drink it Eucharist. recreationally. I would
3: hope not. But you know, as a kid, you know, kids will be kids. I mean, I don't let him. I would yeah. definitely not want him to do it. No. Is there I, I a don't, reason
2: I... you think that children aren't allowed to drink beer? Because be the law says so. <laughs> the law does say so. Mm-hmm. Have you ever seen Nick smoke pot? Yes. Have you ever seen Glenn observe Nick smoking pot? Yes. Interesting. This is not a moral <laughs> question, but uh, would you say that that is illegal?
3: I cannot recall the laws of California when it comes to the consumption of the pot.
6: Oh, dear.
2: <laughs>
5: Bill's like, I definitely can. It is definitely illegal.
2: <laughs> you can't remember. That's fine. Let me ask you about another. I lied. Instance. I remember
5: it's illegal. I'm sorry. I don't want to go to prison. Lying under oath, that's. But I took it back, is, that's uh, okay, right? No, I mean it's still perjury. It's like if you shoplift and they stop you and you just say you didn't steal anything, there's nothing they can do, but if you admit it they have to call the cops. It's like one of those.
3: I lean over Radicus. Can you be my lawyer after this for my perjury charge? I just don't
5: let Ron be my lawyer, please. I need to get out of
6: this.
1: You got it. Ron writes something on the paper and then whispers. <laughs>
2: Keep going with the trial, but I'm writing this down. After the experience, gathering, or one might say stealing, the Battle Axe of Hatred, Glenn left your group for a short period of time, isn't that right? Yes. How did he leave?
3: In the minivan. With Nick, his son. Glenn throws the horns up and be like, yeah, that was
2: awesome. How did he take possession of the minivan? That's your minivan. Is that correct? Yes. (laughs) Would you say you willingly gave him the use of that minivan to leave you behind?
3: No, I did not. I don't know how he got the keys.
2: I can tell you that the actual circumstances of that event was that he let Nick hotwire it. So in fact, to Glenn's credit, he is not the one who committed that crime. He let his 13-year-old son do it.
3: Wow. Man, he can hotwire, too.
2: Objection, is that a question? I I hear a
4: question there. I heard the council saying stuff. Is what I just
5: heard, you're on. Please, I'm dying up here. Objection, council testifying. testifying. I will sustain that. You can rephrase that as a question.
2: I will enter this transcript into evidence. You turn and see the lights of the Honda Odyssey turn on, and you hear the engine rumble to life. Nick rolls down the window and peeks his head out of the driver's side. He goes, I hotwired it, and I got a natural 20. Later, suckers. (laughs) Does that sound familiar to you, Daryl?
3: Yeah, that sounds like Nick. So cool.
2: That's definitely a crime. He stole your
4: van. Objection. Council's testifying again. That wasn't a question and the counsel's, in the council's... did you hear te- the
6: inflection of my voice?
2: <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Are question words the only ways questions can be posed in your world? Watch out, Henry. That's a question. <laughs> it's a trick question. Henry, look out. That's actually secretly a question. <laughs> Daryl, do you recall Nick hotwiring and stealing your car under Glenn's supervision and approval?
3: I don't recall those things, but I do recall the moment that you explained which is him saying he hot-wired the car and that he rolled a natural 20 and then he called his suckers and then he drove off. I recall that. Yes,
2: and that entered into evidence. Thank you. Yes. And then they came back.
3: Or we found them. Oh, no, I lied again. We found them. I didn't lie. I, I just did, forgot for Henry's a second. So double perjury. Two do counts double, of perjury. Double, desperately
4: per- doing the, like, stop talking <laughs> gesture with his
3: hand. <laughs> Daryl's definitely reading it as Henry's gonna kill him because he's doing the throat thing. like, what? I'm sorry.
2: You had a little run-in with a man formerly known as Scam Likely, is that correct?
3: Multiple run ins.
2: Uh, do you remember the events that occurred after you visited Scam Likely's house and were put into a sort of truth or dare situation? Yes. And what were you playing for in that truth or dare game? I think. Uh-oh.
3: Or- I'm trying to remember. <laughs> this one's not a good?
6: great
2: sign when the defendant says, uh oh,
3: super black. <laughs> f- to get our money back, scammed it a lot of things.
2: If I help you remember, am I going to be objected by, by the rest of your counsel that or is depends. this going to be acceptable? <laughs> is it good? <laughs> <laughs>
0: Ron is like straight up my favorite fictional lawyer character in any media ever devised like straight up the funniest lawyer ever in the history of lawyers on screen or off like it's so
2: good
1: i'll allow it counselor
2: you were playing for a large number of jewels worth quite a lot of money that you had planned, if I recall correctly, to use to save your sons. Yes. Presumably the entire reason that you are continuing on this quest. Absolutely. Is that correct? Yes.
3: And now we're trying to get home because we got our sons. He got his son too. Because he oh, worked really hard. He's, he's a good not person. Here, he's a good dad. Well, no,
5: because we put him in a safe spot. Oh, we can't say where he is
3: because the judge is trying to take him the because judge you're back on trial. Bad judge.
5: This will answer the questions asked, you big ol' narc dork (laughs) i'm sorry judge your honor that's right
2: do you remember the choice that glenn was given
5: i actually do not (laughs) it
2: was a choice between keeping a number of jewels so that you could save your children by giving up his rock and roll he would forget to learn to play the guitar and become a lincoln park dj Uh,
3: lincoln park cover band
0: that sounds so
2: cool
3: i like lincoln park
2: you'll recall then what he chose between those two
3: if i remember correctly Glenn did the really cool and honorable thing of not allowing. Like, look, if somebody says, "Hey, you have a choice," if like a, it always bothers me in those superhero movies. Answer the where, question, sir. <laughs> uh, I don't. I remember that he chose not to let Scam Likely
5: force his hand. That's the way I, I, I would word it. Bill's like, I don't, under, I don't fully understand what that answer meant. He said, it, he like said, it was like a double he, negative on that. It there. feels
3: like he said, if I remember, hey Glenn, did he say something cool to scam lightly when he chose what to do?
2: Throw the jewels away. I'll never give up being a rock star baby. Guitars for life. <laughs> <laughs> Hendrix baby, Clapton baby. And then I went
0: over to the rat and be like, "That sounds about right." Yeah, that that that. Okay, so
5: yeah, he said that. So Bill Close is immediately making that like oof face, like ooh. but nodding too. Objection! Bill Close
3: would respect the shit out of that.
5: <laughs> yeah, I mean, he's like, this is not going to go for your case, but that's a hundred percent what I would have done. Kind of mm-hmm. like nodding, like that's my boy, all right. That is my boy. So you
3: have your answer. Yeah, he decided to uh, keep who he is as a person, and then he went and saved his son, anyways. Cool.
2: It's beautiful. Daryl, do you know if Glenn has ever been to Disneyland? If I
6: remember correctly,
3: I think he doesn't like Disneyland, but he likes Universal Studios, which is crazy, because you can go through all of Universal Studios in, like, an hour, and it all sucks. Glenn
0: slams, his knee slams into the table so hard, he almost breaks the table, (laughs) but he doesn't say anything.
2: Daryl, I hate to inform you, that's incorrect. He's a large Disney fan. In fact, he's such a big fan of Disney. Okay,
3: I wasn't lying. That wasn't perjury. I just did not remember. I just want to make sure that's clear. It's okay, we still got you on the two other counts, so...
6: (laughs)
2: <laughs> this
3: is why I don't go jury duty or do anything in court.
2: He's such a big fan of Disney and Disneyland in specific that he has gone without taking his child. In fact, specifically going during school days, so that he did not have to bring his child with him. Objection, Your Honor. What what withdrawn
1: what? <laughs> <laughs> The oh. ultimate hour move no. They did the thing where they said the thing that was cool and then they uh and now we look like fools, Henry
3: Oh Radicus! Do you know if Nick likes Disneyland? Withdrawn. What well, I
6: mean, you I don't Ask them a question. What are you doing? Well, maybe Nick doesn't like
5: Disneyland. It's not bad. I Nick doesn't like Disneyland, and there's no evidence. The Bill says if you want to ask questions of potential witnesses, you got to call them. A yeah. All I'm saying is she ask. didn't call
3: Nick as a witness. And as far as I understand, I think Nick is so cool. I think Nick probably doesn't like Disneyland. So maybe Glenn was doing him a favor. You don't know. That's all I'm saying. The premise of your uh, question doesn't mean anything. <laughs> like I go and I mow the lawn without Grant because Grant doesn't like mowing the lawn. As far as I know, Nick thinks Disneyland's like mowing the lawn, which would be awesome because mowing the lawn is wonderful. I forget what I was trying to say. <laughs>
2: totally relevant metaphor henry this is great have you grace? ever seen glenn give nick a
5: knife i think we've all given all of our kids a knife i think i might have given nick a knife interesting go ahead and enter that into evidence that daryl says all parents have given all their kids knives
3: <laughs> <laughs> to be clear sir we're in a world with slavery and that bad dads can be judges so yes we've given people knives Payton, think about that it's
5: like hell yeah they do all kids deserve <laughs> knives from their <laughs> daddy right.
3: you have a dragon here that could kill all of us so of course we have knives <laughs> what do you mean Everybody we got were a knife pulled here. into this world against our will by the
4: judge and we've been fighting for our survival yeah. and the survival of our children. You're, you're order. damn right. We've given order, order in
5: the court, knives. order in the court, order in the court. Continue with your question.
2: Daryl. Yes. That young man over there. Is that Peyton? Yeah. You're looking after him.
3: Yeah. And he's looking after me sometimes too. It feels like Peyton winks and nods. Have
2: you ever refused to give Peyton a knife because you found it dangerous?
3: Well, yeah, that's mostly because he's oh, proven... Interesting response. He's proven pretty zealous with the knife. In fact, if Payton was on trial here, I might have to keep my mouth shut when it comes to how he uses the knife. Interesting. Say
5: whatever I want, I got nothing fact, to hide. he
3: stabbed Glenn and Glenn was okay with it. That's how good of a person Glenn is. He was okay with a kid stabbing him and instead made it a teaching moment.
5: I did not stab him. I sliced his Achilles. There's a very clear difference. Thank you.
2: Peyton is not on trial. Peyton, what did Glenn
5: do to you when you stabbed him in the Achilles' heels? He stopped having hiccups which means i'm fucking good at my job
2: (laughs) i would like to enter into evidence nick's reaction upon receiving a knife from glenn he immediately starts stabbing the door
6: what
0: was the door
2: (laughs) does that seem like a responsible use Of a knife to you. Glenn's
0: looking around like
3: being like, how else are you supposed to test a knife? I don't get it. What are they getting at?
2: (laughs) Daryl, if you gave Peyton a knife and he immediately began stabbing the nearest wooden object, would you consider that a good sign?
3: I would not consider it a good sign or a bad sign. I would use it as a moment to maybe explain how I would use a knife.
2: Would you allow him to keep the knife?
3: I personally would... speculation, your honor. Objection. Sustained. I would have to see in that moment. You never know. You never really know what you're going to do as a parent until you get there.
2: Are you a parent? I have forty children. Wow! I That must be tough to
3: be there all the They're time. They're all with incredibly them.
2: happy. I'm a single parent, just trying to make Objection my way in this relevance. world. Just like <laughs> fair point.
5: They're all super successful, really well adjusted. Like they all love their
2: parent.
1: <laughs> it's like a Kardashian lawyer and, and Bird Kardashian
2: family. Ooh, okay. <laughs> yeah, we're we're social media stars, mm-hmm. uh, but we're all super well adjusted. <laughs> Daryl, have you ever known Glenn to bet on child fights? (laughs) Honestly, this is just a Glenn Close greatest hits track. (laughs) This is great. I do not recall. Daryl, you are under oath. I'll ask you again. Do you recall Glenn Close ever betting on child fights?
3: I do not recall. I don't recall. (laughs) We were in a place where there was child fighting, but I can't recall everything that happened because I was very upset by the fact that children were fighting. I can't recall.
2: You don't recall that Glenn... Not only paced bets, but placed his son, 13 year old Nick, in a child fight.
1: Well, everybody else was eight.
2: <laughs> <laughs> thank so, you. you yes, <laughs> Well, upon hearing that, you, goes, Ron. I mean, that's
5: just good strategy. <laughs> like, he's got a five year up on everybody else. That's my boy right there.
2: I could continue, but I simply see no point given that Daryl has admitted firsthand to seeing Glenn commit several crimes. But I will ask one final question of you before I turn you over to. Uh, Ron. Objection? I don't like the way they said Ron. (laughs) (laughs) Overruled. Objection, condescension, (laughs) overruled. Are you familiar with the concept of serial killers, Daryl?
3: I, I mean, I've heard of, yeah.
2: Do you know any of the markers by which one defines a serial killer? Objection! objection. Uh,
1: Daryl is not a TV detective or a child psychologist.
2: <laughs> yeah, objection! Daryl is not a white lady with a true crime podcast.
1: <laughs> oh my god, stop it! <laughs> <that. laughs> this one goes out to all my murderinos
2: and my crime junkies. Real crime junkies No. <laughs>
5: I will uh, sustain that. You're going to have to ask him, not presuming that he's an expert in this stuff.
2: Let me then just ask you, have you recently seen Glenn Close murder a squirrel with a gun?
5: No, I did (laughs) not see Glenn Close
3: murder a squirrel with a gun.
2: Oh, interesting. That's not the part I thought you would object to. (laughs) Daryl, have you seen Glenn Close recently kill a squirrel?
3: Glenn Close defended himself against a squirrel that was attacking him. Yes.
2: How did that fight start? I don't recall. Oh, you. (laughs) Radicus, more than anything, is disappointed. (laughs) (laughs) They're also okay with that. They're also like (laughs) Radicus. I turn over this witness.
0: Dungeons & Dice is brought to you this week by Acorns. Acorns makes it easy to start automatically saving and investing for your future. You don't need a lot of money or expertise to invest with Acorns. In fact, you can get started with just your spare change. Acorns recommends an expert-built portfolio that fits you and your money goals and then automatically invests your money for you.
1: You ever seen a big squirrel?
0: (laughs) (laughs) I'll tell you what, Beth, I felt like a big squirrel when I was using Acorns when I was squirreling away my paycheck money away into investments. It was very easy, very easy to use. The rock uses it. Sometimes I see
1: a squirrel so big, I'm like, is that dangerous?
0: (laughs) Uh, Acorns was great because I think a lot of people have a lot of questions about how the stock market works. It made it very, very simple. It was a very simplified way of getting into it. It divides things up, and the portfolios that are pre-built are just like, yeah, sound portfolios. Hmm. Head to acorns.com slash dungeons or download the Acorns app to start saving and investing for your future today. Clients' testimonial may not be representative of all clients. Tier 1 compensation provided. Compensation provides an incentive to positively promote. A- View important disclosures at acorns.com slash dungeons. Investing involves risk, including the loss of principal. Please consider your objectives, risk tolerance, and Acorns fees before investing. Acorns Advisors, LLC. Acorns is an SEC-registered investment advisor. Broker services are provided to clients of Acorns by Acorn Securities, LLC. Member FINRA SIPC. For more information, visit acorns.com. Dungeons Dads is brought to you this week by him.
1: Boing? Boing. Hey. Your sex life
3: is important, but your schedule is busy. What is Wait? What? Why well, was it if your sex life is not important and you're pretty free? Well, <laughs> uh, you may not have the time to go to the
0: doctor's office to get treated for your erectile dysfunction, but through Hymns you can get treated for ED without stepping foot outside your door. The DREAM Hims provides access to doctor trusted ED treatment options such as chewable hard mints, brand okay. name treatments Hello. like Viagra, or generic alternatives for up to ninety five percent cheaper. Do they have Flintstone versions? Wish I had I'm a generic alternative sure, to my wife. I'm pretty sure that <laughs> Hanna Barbera. Dude, you can, I, I want whatever Barney <laughs> Rubble's eating. That guy, <laughs>
4: that guy's got to go. You ahead. see, they got
0: so much energy that they could drive a car with their feet. <laughs> the process. Dude, is Barney simple. was punching <laughs> above
3: his weight limit. Like hundred percent.
0: That's true. He didn't skip leg day, dude. He had thighs, dog. <laughs> Barney could grip me between his thighs any day of the week. The process dick, is like, simple. It's like, a living. <laughs> process simple. 100% online. No uncomfortable doctor visits. Answer a series of questions on the side. The medical provider will determine the right treatment option. If prescribed, your medication ships to you for free. No insurance needed. If ED is getting used, Dude,
1: down. Barney probably wears that, just like that long shirt so that he could just like roll it up at any time his dick is right there. Oh That's God. why he's wearing that long shirt. It's she time you join the hundreds
0: of thousands of trusted <laughs> him subscribers to get treatment.
1: <laughs> Start your free
0: online visit today at hims.com/daddies. That's h-i-m-s.com/daddies for your personalized ED treatment options. hims.com/daddies. Get as hard <gasps> as the Stone Age. Nice. Hardness are tubal compounded products which are not approved by or verified for safety or effectiveness by the FDA. Prescriptions require an online consultation with a healthcare provider who will determine if appropriate. Restrictions apply. See website for details and important safety information. Subscription required. Price varies based on product and subscription plan.
5: Defense, the witness is yours. Thank Rock, you, go for it,
1: your honor. Right, may I approach the yeah. witness? What's okay, up, hey, Daryl, have you ever seen Nick be harmed by smoking weed
2: or uh, holding a knife? Objection. Daryl is not a doctor. No, this is his opinion. His opinion is scene? irrelevant. I'll
5: overrule it. Have you seen harm? I don't think you need to be a doctor to see harm.
3: Nick never hurt himself with a knife, and I don't think he injured anybody that i can recall and in terms of smoking he never coughed (laughs) and he seemed like normal old nick after he took a hit of that stuff so you know i would say that i didn't see him harmed in any way Not that I would do it, but, you know, that's, you know, people have different feelings about things.
1: I see. Okay. So, Glenn, who we have established, came into the Forgotten Realms with us. Because of the judge. Because of the judge to save our children. Did Glenn end up saving his kid?
3: Yeah, he did. He saved his kid.
1: Awesome. Okay. This This is going so well. Yeah. Uh, Good job, Ron. (laughs) Daryl, you personally... Have you ever made jokes with Grant, your son, that maybe he laughed or didn't laugh? Uh,
3: yeah, I make jokes with Grant, but I feel like he laughs at most of them. You are under oath. He doesn't laugh at most of them. I'm sorry. <laughs>
1: <laughs> what part of you led you to want to make jokes and include him in jokes with you?
3: Oh, man, we're under oath. I mean, I was going to say that it's probably to make him feel better. But if we're under oath, honestly, it's probably to make me feel better. Because when he laughs at a joke, it makes me feel good. Like I'm being a good dad.
1: You feel like a good dad. Yeah. Hmm. Is it possible in your non-medical but fatherly opinion that Glenn, (laughs) when introducing Nick to things that could be harmful potentially but weren't with the evidence, is it possible that Glenn was just trying to have fun with his son?
3: Yes, I feel... And is it
1: possible then that having fun with a son is what makes a good dad?
3: I think it's part of what's making a good dad. And if it's
1: possible, then (laughs) is it possible that a good dad can also be a good person? Yeah, I
3: think good dads are part of being a good person. I rest your honor. Bill immediately
4: Oh wait, actually,
1: Henry had some questions too. Sorry. (laughs) Go ahead, bud. Hi,
4: golly gee whiz. That was so great, Ron. I kind of don't want to steal your thunder, but I did just want to circle back to a couple of points made by the opposing counsel. Daryl, I'm just a simple country hippie without a law degree, but (laughs) speaking to the incident with Scam Likely, what do you know Glenn's profession to be?
3: He makes money making music, which is, like, awesome.
4: I'm not a music man myself,
1: but would you say that... Objection. Counsel is being modest. He's actually a great musician.
6: (laughs) (laughs) I would like to enter into
5: evidence the Rocks Rock (laughs) EP.
4: Something of a music lover myself, would you say that rock and roll is super cool? Yeah, it's awesome.
3: It's the best. And music. would you
4: say that in our world, rock musicians can make a lot of money? Yes. Do you think a DJ for a Lincoln Park cover band could ever make as much money as a Christmas cover band rock and roll star?
3: Uh, I look at Henry for the answer.
4: Can I roll sleight of hand to get? <laughs> okay, the roll sleight of hand to roll sleight
3: of head as you as you shake <laughs> your this head.
5: Daryl is, is trying
3: to be Daryl in character. I know what you're trying to do, but. <laughs>
5: I got a a 19 Okay, so you successfully managed to shake your head no without anybody else in the courtroom noticing. I would
3: say I cannot name a single DJ, but I can name a lot of rock and roll stars. So I would assume that people who do rock and roll make a lot more money than DJs, and DJs are probably mostly high school
5: dropouts that uh, have never made it in life. Unless you're listening to this podcast, <laughs> in which case we love you. You hear
4: objection from across the room. You look over, the door swings open, DJ Tiesto steps into the courtroom,
0: followed by Skrillex. Paul Oakenfold. Hey guys, it's me, Paul Oakenfold. <laughs> I've just come in on my private jet in there Just got done playing Glastonbury I've heard what you said about DJs I quite disagree with it Anyway I'm going to go drop some molly And shag a bunch of supermodels on my private jet Bye
4: Would you say that one of the things a father is supposed to do Is provide for their child Yes So then doesn't Glenn Close Deciding to protect his livelihood as a rock and roll musician Isn't he ensuring his son's future By making that decision
5: yeah,
2: I would objection speculation.
5: I'm gonna overrule it because Daryl is from our world, so he is kind of an authority on what is or isn't uh, plausible in our world financially. Nice, I'll, g- I'll oh, give him cool. that. Cool
4: follow up, Daryl. Have you seen the movie Air Force One?
3: <laughs> have I seen Air Force One? Yeah.
4: In the movie Air Force One when terrorists hijack the president's plane. Oh, they don't know what they it... were doing. They do not know what they were doing, I'll tell you what. They got they more than they bargained for.
5: Yeah. <laughs> they hijacked the wrong plane. Do
4: you think it would have been the right
3: thing to do for Harrison Ford to negotiate with the terrorists? Absolutely not. That's what I was trying to say. Scam likely leaves a terrorist. Glenn wasn't going to negotiate. Glenn is Harrison Ford in Air Force One. We win the Case. Hell yeah, I high five Henry. I high five Daryl and I say no further questions, Your Honor. Uh,
1: one more question. Daryl, have you seen the movie Vertical Limit?
3: Are we just gonna talk about the best movies right now? Cause yeah, I've seen Vertical Limit.
1: Do you agree that it is a pretty good movie? Pretty
3: good
5: does not begin to describe no
1: further questions, thank Darryl. you.
6: <laughs>
5: So slinking behind uh, Radicus Finch this entire time has been a very small gnome with a a very cute little round face. And he pulls on Radicus's cloak and goes, can I jump in for one quick little bit of cross-examination?
2: Go for it, kid. Cool. (laughs) Hello, 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 hello. Hello! My
5: name is Evan Essence. I am a paralegal assigned to this case with Radicus Finch. I have a question for you, Daryl. The antagonists of the film Air Force One, what do they want? Uh, Do you remember their demand to the president?
3: Yeah, they wanted to free a bunch of crappy terrorists.
5: Correct. And
3: Harrison Ford said, "Uh uh-uh, I don't think so. And he answered
5: with bullets. And God, that movie's awesome. Yes, for the first two acts of the film, he refuses, does he not, to negotiate? Yes.
1: Objection, we're not looking at the first two acts of this film. This isn't Blake (laughs) Snyder under trial here. (laughs) No, I agree, I agree.
5: I want to look at the third act. Because what
6: happens Objection. in the third act? we have act, to
1: look at the first two acts again. <laughs>
5: <laughs> if there's a problem with the third act, there's probably a problem in your first act. First act. <laughs> in the third act of the film, once Harrison Ford's wife and daughter have been kidnapped by Gary Oldman... Big mistake. Gary Oldman says, release my people or I'm going to kill your wife and your daughter. What does Harrison Ford do? OK, so oh, Matt, out of character, <laughs> needs to remember what he releases
4: the president Because then I remember at the very end of the movie, the guys run. It's the ticking clock because the guy's trying to run away and they shoot him. At the oh, end, OK. So he does uh, yeah, the he
5: releases the prisoners. Would you say then in that moment he was doing that to save his wife and child? He was doing that to save everybody. So would you then agree that that was the correct thing to do for him to temporarily go against his morals and release the prisoners for the chance I of his family's I don't think he was going against his morals. Saved.
3: I think he was trying to save his wife and child. Glenn chimes
0: in front of the back. Um, objection? Air Force One is a fictional
5: movie.
2: Objection. That didn't stop y'all from using it.
5: Yeah, it has been entered into evidence.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Air Force One.
6: He holds
5: up a Blu-ray of Air Force One with Wolfgang Peterson director's commentary and he so hands it to the So I just want to make sure that
3: the council will be able to look at the evidence tonight.
6: <laughs>
5: it's been a while oh, yeah, since no, we've we're... been able to... Bill says, uh, I mean, yeah, you're going to be in contempt. You're going to be in jail, so we'll get a DVD Wait, player in uh... I'm in jail already? We haven't even finished a trial. You perjured yourself. We're going to have to hold... You in contempt, while the court's going on, so redirect, Your Honor. Yeah, I, I stepped up the stand.
4: Daryl, have you witnessed Glenn risking his life to save
3: his child? Yeah, absolutely.
4: Have you witnessed Glenn risking his life to save us? Yes. Have you witnessed Glenn risking his life to protect our children? yes have you witnessed there's a longer
3: gap each time <laughs> <laughs> would you call this man a good father yes i would say also since i'm already in contempt i don't give a shit and i stand up and i hold the microphone i would say that if harrison ford was in that same situation and the question was hey do you want to keep being president or bring some dj or get a bunch of money he would say screw you scam likely i'll keep being the goddamn president of the united states of america and i'll figure out a way to save my wife and kid he did the right thing Clinton did exactly what harrison ford would do. That movie kicks ass. Glenn kicks ass. You don't kick ass, sir. This whole trial is a sham. Thank you very much. I just start leaving.
5: I just walk. I was like, well, you gotta stay sitting no down. Oh, God, I'm uh, so right. sorry, I sir. I run back, the back. I sit down.
2: I <laughs> have one further question. I'd like to enter into evidence. A number of Christmas wish lists that Glenn prepared and gave to Nick of things that Glenn would like Nick to buy him for Christmas. <laughs> Including on this list is a $500 drone. <laughs> <laughs> Multiple years does this appear on the list? Daryl just starts hiding. <laughs> He's like, "This isn't
0: good." <laughs> <laughs> Glenn leans in and raises his hand and goes like, actually, when the DJI Mavic 2 came out, that replaced the older one because that would be a new version of the Mavic. So, sorry, just go ahead.
2: Thank you, Glenn. No, I appreciate that correction. It really underscores my point. (laughs) In response to how he believed Nick would get the money for this $500 piece of equipment for him, his father, he says, I don't know. Can't you sell laser pointers? You must be selling laser pointers or something. I mean, how is he getting all that weed? Am I right?
0: Glenn is the coolest fucking dude alive.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Daryl, do you think that is the statement of a good father?
3: I think the Glenn that did that was doing the wrong thing
2: interesting i
3: feel like he's learned a lot since then
0: glenn has stopped doodling and been like i give glenn the look like come on man (laughs) (laughs) not much i can do glenn starts to mime flying a drone and like starts (laughs) gesturing at it like how cool would that be like and he moves his thumbs around and like pretends that his hand is a drone and points at it with his other hand being like drone i've never
5: seen a man try to hang himself so intently (laughs) (laughs) as glenn here
2: radicus just gestures at glenn as he's doing this and says no further questions."
5: So uh, I guess with that, we could go. So it's defense's turn to call your witnesses now and stuff, but I'm kind of tired. So I think I'm going to just go ahead and call for a recess for everybody. So Ray, why don't you uh, take uh, Daryl to the Meth Bay Supermax? Wait, I thought uh, we were kidding. I'm out. not. Uh, wait, wait, really? I'm, I'm in. Con- it's for, just until, for, you know, we next come back into court. You're on the legal team, so you'll come back. Can I get a blue Objection, ray player?
4: He's a member of our legal team. We assume full responsibility for Daryl okay, to not. Okay, all of you go to the Meth Bay Supermax jail. Okay,
5: so Ray, why don't you drag them all? So the dragon gestures at you towards uh, the Meth Bay Supermax and is like, after you, okay. obviously. Thanks, Henry. Thanks for trying. And he leads you into your cell in the Meth Bay Supermax jail. As you go in, it is just full on the jail from Face Off. Like everybody's got to put on like shoes <laughs> oh, yeah! that fucking like <laughs> <laughs> down to the fucking Glenn ground. Is so
0: psyched, Glenn goes like, "Can we get a light?" Anybody got a light? Right, guys? Anybody got a light? Yeah, I like
5: that movie, but I don't like being in it right now, Glenn. (laughs) So you're all led into a cell. See anything you
6: like? damn it.
5: (laughs) (laughs) Wee, you good looking. They give you a DVD player for Air Force One, but then they give you a Blu-ray and they don't ever bring back the DVD, so you don't get to watch Air Force One. Lights off happens, and then as you're all about to go to sleep, after you've talked about, or maybe before you've talked about whatever your plan is for the next day of of jury stuff, of the court, of the (laughs) trial, you see a shadowy figure approach the cell and knock on the bars.
4: Guys, I think there's someone at the door. I'm going to go check out who it is. And then you hear clonk, 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 clonk. And about five minutes later, I get
5: to the front door of the jail. And I'm like, hey, who is it? Who's behind that mysterious cloak? The figure in the cloak throws the hood back and you see it's Bill Close. And he goes, hey, son, I'm busting you out of here.
6: (laughs)
0: dungeons and daddies is matt arnold as daryl wilson anthony birch is our dm will campos as henry oak beth may as ron stampler and myself freddie wong as glenn close special guest this episode jenna steber who played radicus finch you can find her at the jenna one word on twitter and she streams on twitch at twitch.tv slash the underscore jenna make sure you check out her stuff Theme song and outro is All Right by Maxson Waller. Courtney Theron is our content producer. Ashley Nicolette is our community manager. Robin Rapp helps us with transcriptions. Radicus Finch was submitted by Camden Matheny. Evan Essence by Dylan Caudill. This podcast has a Patreon, and on that Patreon are our fine supporters who help make this show possible. These people have awesome, cool-sounding names, such as Gwendolyn R. Carpenter, Brittany Dinger-Jackson, Gavin Denning, James Watkins, Tyler Rubini, Bambi Roper, Dakota Connor, Kathleen McCray. Robin P. Smith, Avi Saban, Jordan LaCointa, Laura Edwards, Chris Blundell, Preston Jacob, Q Wand, Alex McDonald, Brandon Knox, Kevin Miller, and Bolinho. This past week we put out the Walter and Payton bonus one shot, where Walter and Payton must retrieve a powerful comedy artifact from a troop of militant improv comedy nerds, with Will DMing and Matt, Beth, and myself providing NPC voices and additional goofs. Anthony simultaneously played Walter and Payton, and it is a sight to behold don't take my word for it listen to this clip
4: as you're falling towards the city the first thing that happens
0: is the dragon
4: catches your eye and swoops down towards you guys you guys get to do one thing
5: before the dragon reaches you. So what do you want to do? Hear me out. Oh, boy. Okay, so <laughs> what's the one thing that dragons have no interest in eating? On the count of three. I can't speak one, at the same time as two, you. Okay, I'll do it. Broccoli. 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 This is why we're such a good team. <laughs> you can hear the rest
0: of that right now. If you support us on Patreon at any level, that's patreon.com dungeonsanddads, in case you were wondering. The next stretch goal, a Star Wars miniseries about a down-on-their-luck jizz band. Yes, that's the name of the music canonically in Star Wars that they play in the Tina, it's Jizz Music, please don't at me, is coming out soon. You can find that along with all kinds of bonus content at Patreon.com slash Dungeons Follow us on Twitter at DungeonsAndDads, Reddit.com slash R slash Dungeons and Dads. Thank you so much for listening. Our next episode is November 24th. Ooh, right before Thanksgiving. We will see you then.
6: There was a time when you could read between the lines. You know they never brought you down.
5: Never brought you down. And then Batman comes up and he goes, if you have somebody on a train and you destroy the controls so that it's going to crash into the water depot and you don't save them, is that murder?